Hello everybody, how are we all doing today? Hope you're all having a great day. Welcome to Politicking, and obviously these, here is another link from our website, which which we've just put out, and it's uh, Nigel Farage kicking off that the uh, the bust of Churchill has been removed from the uh, the Oval Office in America. Now, when Obama did this, don't get me wrong, right? When Obama did this, because that's what he did before Trump, um, Boris Johnson basically stated that it was a uh, what's the word? It says here. Um, that it was a snub to Britain. So that's basically what Boris Johnson's feelings were back in 2016. But now he is Prime Minister, let's be honest, he's going to try and keep the waters calm, steady, because he wants a deal with America. But here's the thing, if things are meant to be all friendly between the US and the UK, why was the bust of Churchill removed? And obviously as well, it, won't, it, it would be good, really, in my opinion, like I said before, this is about a discussion, about uh, leaving your comments in the comments section. If you agree, disagree, leave them, in, leave them in the comments section below. But my thoughts about this is this. If I was the Prime Minister of a, of a country, and I knew I had good relations with somebody, I would literally say to a man about, why have you just done that? Just, just out of curiosity, just a question, be honest. Yeah, I thought honesty is best policy. And let's be honest, I think people now are looking for more honest politicians. Now, if Boris Johnson was to stand up and say something like that, would that really damage relations? Because let's be honest, I think they're already starting to be damaged by the removal of the bust. So what have you got to lose? You haven't really. So like I said before, I think Boris should actually say something, but will he? But like I said before, we just don't know. Um, but anyway, we did get a comment, by the way, uh, and this is obviously from the Express newspaper. There is a comment in the Express newspaper from Downing Street, um, obviously um, a spokesperson from Downing Street. And what that spokesperson said, he said, the, um, let's have a look here. He said, the spokesperson officially said, um, the Oval Office is the President's private office and it's up to the President to decorate it as he, as he, as he wishes. That's fair enough, that's a fair point. I would point to you back. Uh, I would point you back to what the prime minister has said previously about looking forward to working closely with Joe Biden. We're in no doubt that of the importance that Biden uh, places on the UK and US relationship, and the prime minister looks forward to having a close relationship with him. Fair enough. Okay. Well, think about if you really want good relations with that, why would you remove something if you meant to have good relations with them? And let's be honest as well. Let's be completely truthful about this, right? Biden was not, and I repeat, was not a fan of Brexit. If you remember, he was, vi he was uh, vice president under Obama. And when Obama come over to Britain, what did Britain, what, what did uh, Obama say to Britons? If you remember, if you, if you vote to leave the EU, you're gonna be at the back of the queue. Yeah, back of the queue. So really, does that really set the, 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 uh, the tone right for Britain and uh, US relations? No, it doesn't. You know, for the past four years, we had President uh, Donald, uh, Donald Trump in in, pal, in, um, in the Oval Office, right? He, had, he was a friend of Britain. Yet, Parliament kicked up a stink for the last four years, okay? All this Brexit wrangling and everything else, trying to overturn it, trying to disqualify it, trying to get rid of it. And it was all aided by the EU, obviously we all know that now. And like we said before, you know, if we would have acted sooner and quicker, we would have had a deal with the US, but let's be honest, you know, for some strange reason, nobody wanted to deal with, obviously from Britain, wanted to deal with the US while Trump was in um, in office. But why was that? Same again, we just don't know. We don't know. 
There was, there was all these discussions behind closed doors and all these discussions. We're going to get an American deal. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And nothing ever transpired. You know, don't get me wrong. It was under the transition period. But things could have been set in place. So when the transition period would have done, uh, would, would have been completed, Trump could have said, there you go. There's the deal. There you go. Sorted. But nothing happened like that. And it was a shame, really. Well, anyway, Don, uh, the um, Nigel Farage went on the... Uh, the Jeremy Vine show. And Jeremy Vine basically stated to him that, you know, you've, you've been on about this bus for years. Why don't we just get rid of it? Throw it away. Get rid of it. And obviously Nigel Farage has come out to Jeremy Vine saying, well, I never knew you wanted to be part of the cancel culture. And then Jeremy Vine basically said, uh, no, I, I, it's not the fact I want to cancel you. He basically said that you've been um, going on about this for eight years, complaining that Obama had taken it out. And I've never, never been sure whether he did or not. Nigel Farage basically said, Funnily enough, he actually spoke to Trump and yes, he had taken it out. But when Trump basically said, are you going to put the bust of Churchill back in the Oval Office? You know, uh, Donald Trump basically put it back in. On the very first day he was in, he put that back in. Not under the request of Donald uh, of, of uh, Nigel Farage, yet Nigel Farage suggested it. But the reason why is because Donald Trump is part British. His mother is Scottish. So obviously, like I said before, the good thing about this, we had a friend in, in the Oval Office, now he's gone, now we're against a person who, uh, who well, we're trying to deal with a person who doesn't really like Brexit and things like that. But like I said before, we do want good relations with America to try and get a deal if possible. But what are your thoughts on this? Do you think Boris Johnson should stand up and say to people, listen, that's about out of order. I don't understand why you've done that, but obviously it's your progress. Actually being honest with people, yeah? You know, like he said in 2016, it's a snub to Britain. Why can't he come out and say something like that? Is it because he's the leader of the country? Trying to butter up um, about, uh, the, um, the Obama agenda carried on by Biden? Is that basically what he's trying to do? Trying to butter up, keep him sweet? Would you, would you stand up for Britain and say something if this happened? Or do you just think it's just petty politics? Leave your comments in the comment section below and don't forget to like and share this discussion page. And like I said before, there's going to be many links being put up throughout the day. Obviously, keep checking back when you can. Also as well, if you go onto Facebook, you can check our page out there, politicking.blog. Anyway, have a good day. Hello everybody, how are we all doing today? Hope you're all having a great day. Here's another story in our post today on politiking.blog and it's about the uh, the French, uh, basically the French fishing chief has uh, claimed victory over the UK gloating. They wanted their waters but we kept access and that's how it feels to be honest with you. When you actually look at the deal of what we've been given, it does feel like a very, very deal, you know, deflated deal. A deal that was not the deal that Boris Johnson promised to the fishermen. Now, some people do say, in discussions which I have seen, some people do say, well, it gives us time to get things sorted, get things, um, you know, um, all tied up, making sure that everything's ready for up to the five years, that, uh, that five and a half years, should we say, that they've got now over our fishery, fishery qu uh, quotas. They do say, yes, we do get some, some value, you know, a certain percentage of value of fish back, Whatever that means, obviously that hasn't been sorted out what the value of fish is. And But here's the key thing. Here's the thing that has really, really upset people. 
Boris Johnson has said, obviously in the past, that he's going to be going to give the uh, the fishing industry a hundred million pounds, right? But we all know that hundred million pounds across the UK of all the fishing industry isn't really going to make it, you know, a, a major dent in the uh, in the industry. Let's be fair; it's not going to. But here's the key thing at this moment in time: when we went in for the negotiations. What Britain was saying it wanted was 70% of the catch to be landed in Britain and processed in Britain and then shipped into the European Union. But here's the thing, at this moment in time, the European Union can now access Britain's waters, collect the fish and take it back to the European Union for processing. Now when we, over here, then want to bring fish into the, into the European Union, we are now being stopped at the border by saying, oh sorry, no, you've got not got the wrong, you've got the wrong paperwork, you've got this, you've got that, you've got the other. Or is it exactly what uh, Macron said a while back, that they wanted to cause kind of, there will be chaos, organized chaos more or less, right? To basically get Britain around the table again, to make sure that they're able to, um, uh, you know, to renegotiate certain things. But here's the thing, here's the, here's the catch. If things were processed in this country, what do you think would happen? Do you think there would be a delay at, at uh, the, the Calais border? No, there wouldn't be because the French would be kicking off saying, where's our fish? The Spanish would be kicking off saying, where's our fish? If the fish was being processed in Britain and being sent into the EU, that's the main reason why they're stopping us at the minute because they are trying to cause certain parts or you know, certain chaos. But here's the, here's the thing as well. The problem that we've got now is that during the, um, the negotiations, this is according to Ben Habib from obviously the, uh, uh, the, the former Brexit party MEP. He basically come out and stated one simple thing. He said that the, um, the deal is tied up with other things. So in other words, if we wanted to physically go into that deal just for fishing, then everything else has to be opened back up again. Now that's basically, was, that was a demand from um, Macron. And it was very clever, really. You know, Macron's basically said to us, yeah, you can have your waters back, but you're not having your fish back. We'll still have open access. And then Boris seems to have basically said, yeah, okay. You know, first of all, we went in for a three year, a supposed three year period with 70% uh, given back to us. We've come out with 25% over, over near enough a six year period. I think they have got the real deal, to be fair, yeah? I think they've got a better deal than what Britain has. And according to all the fishermen, obviously out there, the majority of the fishermen, we do have other people who are fishermen that have other ideas, but according to certain organisations and things, they are saying that Britain has the worst deal out of the lot of them. Um, but here's the thing, why is the fish allowed to be collected in Britain's waters, then taken back to the EU for processing? Why are they not being landed in Britain for processing? Why is that? Is that fair? You know, like I said before, this is a discussion. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think the deal going out there for the fishermen is a fair deal? They're saying 25%, but is, is that of catch or is that of value? Because there's a big difference. You know, percentage of what? You know, there's, there's nothing really in you know, certainty and everything else. But like I said before, is 100 million pounds for the whole of the United Kingdom going to cut it to reboot and obviously restart and rebuild the fishing industry. What are your thoughts on this? Anyway, leave your comments in the comment section below and don't forget as well to share and like and comment on this blog. Get it out there to as many people as possible. Like I said before, with all social media cutting down on speech and everything else, 
the reason why we put, the, put out this, uh, this website is so you're able to basically have a bit of a comment, have a bit of a discussion in the comment section below. Anyway, have a good day. Hello everybody, how are we all doing today? Hope you're all having a great day. Here's another link that we just posted onto the uh, politiking.blog website. And it's basically Rishi Sunak is uh, basically made the EU panic a little bit over the financial services sector. Um, obviously Rishi Sunak at the moment is trying to boost London's financial sector, shall we say. And he's basically trying to do it through, a, through his system, which is the Big Bang 2.0, they're calling it. And basically all it is, it's uh, basically the cutting of red tape in the uh, the financial sector. And it's basically, it's something that Margaret Thatcher tried to do when she tried to deregulate the financial markets to try and bring in the most for Britain. Well, anyway, here's the thing. Um, at the moment, like I said before, the EU are trying to uh, crowbar, shall we say, business away from Britain back to the EU. But here's the problem. The EU's infrastructure regarding the services and things like that, financial services, are not even, they're nowhere near London. So um, obviously because London sold high tech, um, especially with the services and sector and everything else, what's going to happen is the EU are trying their best at the moment to come up with a plan, which come out, I think it was on Wednesday, which basically stated that uh, they're going to try and bring back um, obviously business, it was a step-by-step -step process they were saying about bringing back business from London back to the EU and basically try to cut off um, the access route for services between the UK and the EU going forward. So in other words, they're trying to basically become an independent um, sector themselves. Uh, how this would affect, uh, obviously long term anyway, how this will affect the city of London, we're not too sure, but Rishi Sunak is doing his best at this moment in time to try and overturn that with uh, some new um, innovate, innovative uh, thinking, should we say. Try to recreate things, try to reboost things, try to uh, deep, you know, make it basically become attractive. But here's the thing, here's the problem. The uh, level playing field, if Britain becomes too competitive in certain key areas, what happens? We then get sanctioned because we've signed up to the, uh, to the level playing field system that obviously under this new future relationship treaty. Uh, as we said before, we thought we was taking back full access, obviously our laws, uh, borders, money, things like that. And so far we are still bound by them. I know it basically comes up and it says, well, um, obviously if we drop below their standards, we then get done. But what they don't tell you is if you've got increase your standards to become more competitive and you outdo the EU, you also then get sanctions yet, yet again. So like I said before, we're in a bit of a catch-22 situation. I think personally, this agreement that's, um, uh, obviously this was confirmed by a meeting in the, uh, I think it was like a House of um, Commons meeting or whatever it was, some, some meeting in London, that basically stated that the deal that we have so far isn't the final deal, it's the, uh, the starting of a structure. So in other words, as we move forward, if things start getting a bit ropey and the EU starts sanctioning us all the time sort of thing on certain things so we don't become competitive, we can basically get rid of this deal and we should be able to go to um, to uh, maybe World Trade Organization rules, something like that. But here's the thing, and this is I think this is why Britain have done, or should we say Boris Johnson has done what he's done. 
I think Boris Johnson's trying to bide more time to basically prepare things in certain areas for then to basically push ahead and maybe get rid or change the deal as it as it goes on because that's what that's why they've set up these specific councils between the EU and the UK. What are your thoughts on this? What do you think about Rishi Sunak defending obviously London in this big bang 2.0 trying to push forward and obviously giving the uh, the EU a little bit of uh, should we say putting them in a bit of a panic? Leave your comments in the comments section below. Don't forget to check out politiking.blog for all the latest links and all the latest news from different uh, news organisations. And like I said before, thank you for uh, following us on Facebook and obviously thank you for visiting our website and obviously as well listening to this podcast. Have a good day.